This episode is brought to you by SalesCred, the definitive book on sales credibility by our co-host, Celie Smith. Sales credibility is the quality all salespeople must have in abundance before they can ever hope to earn trust and become a trusted advisor. And SalesCred reveals how salespeople build and lose credibility with the things you say and do every day. Pick up a copy now at Amazon.com or other fine online business booksellers. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Today, Lee, we're going to talk to what's called a sales engineer. And no, it's, you know, it's not like being a conductor on a train or anything like that. Sales engineers, you know, they really serve a very specific function, right? They sure do, Audrey. And I'm C. Lee Smith. I'm the president and CEO of Sales Fuel. That's right. And I'm Audrey Strong. I am the vice president of communications. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. Chris White is our guest today, managing director of Demo Doctor and the author of The Six Habits of Highly Effective Sales Engineers. And if you're not familiar with Demo Doctor, it helps organizations fix sales demonstrations that delay or even kill a deal by providing sales training for sales engineers facilitating sales-to-sales engineering collaboration workshops. And Chris is also an expert in assessing and redesigning software demonstration messaging and mechanics. That's a lot, Chris. So uh, first out of the gate, Lee, you take the floor. Yeah, but, you know, I've been in the sales business for, for 35 years. And uh, you know, sales engineers is something I just, uh, just started hearing about about 10 years ago. And you know, I, I talked to a lot of companies that, that have sales engineer, engineers and some that are thinking about having sales engineers. And you know, the first thing I think we have to tackle is to understand what a sales engineer is and what it is not, because I'm hearing a lot of different things out there in the field. So can you clear that up for us? I'd be delighted to. Thank, thank you so much. So you're, you're right. You know, Lee, it's an, it's an interesting question. Let's start by, by calling it by the names that it's referred to. So some, you know, some organizations call them sales engineers. Some call them solution architects. Some call them technical pre-sales. In fact, technical pre-sales seems to be the, the most commonly used term to describe the function, and, and that's actually the best way to describe it. It's really any technical professional, um, technical expert that works closely with the sales teams in the context of a sales opportunity. It might be to give a software demonstration. It might be to give a technical presentation. It might be to help architect a solution for a customer you know, while they're in the decision-making process. So it's really any technical expert involved in, in the, you know, a, a sales role. So let's say I've got a sales engineer. What point in a sales funnel do I bring them in? At? Are they a mid-funnel or are they low-funnel, somewhere in between? Ah, uh, that's, really, that's a really important question, actually. So, um, and by the way, it's a bit of a polarizing question. Mm-hmm. So... Um, a lot of organizations will bring them in later in, in the sales funnel. Um, more and more, I'm seeing organizations bring them into the higher in the funnel, even into discovery. And, and in fact, one of the things that I talk about in the book, in fact, the, the second habit is to probe. And that's mm-hmm. really all around discovery and technical discovery. And I think I think organizations are realizing that the earlier that they bring in a technical technical expert into the process, the more successful and, and, and more quickly those deals may come to fruition. 
Would you advocate having a sales engineer do discovery versus the SDR? Interesting question. I, I think normally, I think I would have an SDR do the first round of discovery because there's some just, there's some basic questions, right, that we want to, we want to kind of tease out early on to make sure that the individual we're talking to, um, first of all, understands, you know, who we are as an organization and, 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 and sort of sniffs out anything that really should be disqualified early. Um, but then I think very quickly a sales engineer or a technical expert should be brought in early on to help the, the company or the sales team start to identify what is the right solution that we should be talking to this organization or this individual about. Can you give an example? I mean, I don't even have to name names, but um, <laughs> of, of what specifically might be some of the things that you've seen that delays or kills a deal? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, what are well, we talking about? Yeah, no, I, I, I love the question, actually. And as a sales engineer, the thing that, that I, you know, kind of worry about or dislike the most is being invited into a sales engagement, being asked to, to go in and speak with a customer or a prospect without being prepared. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that happens for one of three reasons. Either the salesperson didn't adequately and effectively prepare me and give me the information I need or the customer themselves. Sometimes a customer rep- misrepresents them, you know, their, their agenda. So to, to answer your question, Audrey, I think when a sales engineer gets involved, one of the things that delays or kills it more than anything is, is when the sales engineer is, is frankly propped up in front of the customer without being adequately prepared. That makes so, sense. Yeah, your 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 uh, company name is Demo Doctor. So, does the sales engineer only do demos? I have a feeling it's it's much more involved in that. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you asked that. And you're absolutely right. In fact, one of the things that one of the things I talk about early in some of my workshops is let's define demo because in my book I, I refer to the word demo frequently. Certainly in the workshops I do, and you're absolutely right. You can really think of demo as really any customer interaction or customer engagement. For software companies, certainly one of the one of the primary things that a, that a sales engineer does is a demo, particularly if it's an enterprise, a complex, highly technical enterprise, you know, sale, right? Enterprise software platform. But sales engineers give technical presentations. We run proof of concepts. We do sort of discovery workshops, um, you know, whiteboard sessions, etc. So. In, indeed, it's much broader than just giving a demo. You talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the concepts of leadership, management, and coaching, and that yes. you view these as three very distinct buckets. Yes. Um, how do you sort them in your head? Yeah, it's, I think it's an important question. And, and I, with many of the organizations that I work with and many of the leaders that I speak to, they all, sometimes they'll use the, the words interchangeably. And, 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 you know, I sort of subscribe to the notion that, that leadership is around driving desire and, and providing clarity and inspiration, right? It's, it's being that person that people want to follow up the hill. Whereas the role of manager is more around productivity, right? It's, it's analyzing results, and, and, and driving results-based metrics. And then when I think of coaching, I think of competencies, 
right? And it's sort of diagnosing and identifying maybe gaps in performance and then implementing some sort of development plan and, and coaching plan accordingly. So again, I'll say those three words again because I think they're important. To me, leadership is about desire. Management is about productivity. The, it does answer the question. Um, what, let's say somebody in our audience is interested in um, transitioning out of their current sales role into being a sales engineer. What kind of training and things do you need to do to move over to your space? Yeah, it's, a, it's, actually, it's actually an interesting question because the, I, I don't see as many salespeople that want to move into a sales engineer role. It's actually the opposite. I see technical people that aren't in sales interested in moving into sales. The reality is, is that I think the, the question, actually the, the question, you know, if, if I'm a sales, if it's a salesperson who's interested more in the sales engineering role, they, they have to um, recognize that it's more of a sales support role, right? And they, their responsibility that, you know, I, I say to the folks that I work with, our role as a sales engineer is to get the technical win. That's what we're responsible for. It's not necessarily to, to generate revenue or close the deal. That's the responsibility of, of our sales counterparts. On, in the reverse, though, when I'm dealing with, and I deal with a lot of people who are maybe software engineers, uh, you know, help desk technicians, trainers that are interested in moving into a sales engineer role, what I tell them is they really need to work on their, their sales skills, right? And that's my workshops and my training is really about developing the sales skills for sales engineers. And frankly, we, by trade, by definition, we're engineers. We're just, we're wired differently than, than the typical salesperson. And so as a result, we need a different flavor of sales training. Does that answer the question, Audrey? It does. And um, so yeah, you mentioned ahead. coaching. And, and so uh, you're engineers, but you're also then the engineers there that need more help with sales. So who's a more effective or a better pairing as a coach for a sales engineer? Is it the sales manager or is it somebody in IT? Oh man, that's, that's a toughie. I, so I, I actually think that, I think the best coach is the sales engineer leader, but, but it's also a challenge. Um, the, I think the sales leaders, frankly, can struggle with some of the sales engineers sometimes. Mm -hmm. And again, it's because we're just wired differently. They, we don't they know what the hell you're talking about half the time. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, they just struggle to understand us. And, and by the way, the, uh, if it's me, I don't want the IT leaders necessarily coaching and, and training the, the sales engineers because the IT leaders are just that. They're IT leaders. And so it really falls on the sales engineer managers and leaders but here's the interesting challenge is that I truly believe that the skills that make someone a highly effective, high performing sales engineer are not necessarily the same skills that make an individual a highly effective leader and manager, right? True. Whereas I think the skills that make a good salesperson, those translate a little bit easier to a manager role. So I do, I, I speak with a lot of sales engineer leaders and they say that their biggest challenge is no longer being the, the independent, you know, um, contributor, right. And moving into that leadership 
and, and management role. Does that answer the question, Lee? It does. It, it makes me want to ask another question, though. Uh, does a sales engineer have to have the same level of people skills that a salesperson would? Oh, boy, that's, I mean, if you ask that, if you ask that question to 10 people, I think you'll get 10 answers. Um, What's your answer? My answer is it's, it's close. And, and it depends. Um, why do I say it's close? Because at the end of the day, we do have to know the technology. And at the end of the day, our first and foremost, first and foremost, our role is to get the technical win. And frankly, sometimes in spite of our inability to as effectively engage with people as some of our sales counterparts. That being said, the second part of the answer is why do I say it depends? There are some organizations that I work with that are highly technical and and the only people that can that can talk effectively and and adequately or or, or um, you know graciously about those technologies, right, and confidently about those technologies, are the hardcore tech folks. And in some cases, they simply may not have those people skills, and yet they are required to be involved to to speak with the other high tech people. So so. Given the, you know, given the organization, given the software or the technology that's being sold, that gap is going to vary. So it depends on which people they interact with most. I think so. I think so. And, and you know, it's, it's so interesting to me. I mean, I've been in and worked with organizations that sell high-tech software to the technology group within an organization. I've also worked with some sales enablement platforms and, and organizations that sell and MarTech that sell to the sales and marketing people. So for, you know, for obvious reasons, sales engineers at the latter are going to be much more sort of engaging, right? And they're going to have more of a marketing and sales personality than the sales engineers at the high-tech organization. Is there a, I give me, a, this is all new to me somewhat. So I'm going to ask the kind of a silly question, but what, what's the average staff size of um, a sales engineer staff? And I mean, obviously it, it's different from Fortune 500 to a small business, but, um, and then what are some of the skills that sales engineer leaders should be focusing on in developing their teams? Yeah, so in terms of the, sale, the, 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 sales, the, the sales team or the sales engineer team size, Again, it varies widely. I've been in, I've been on some organizations and worked with some organizations where there was literally a one-to-one pairing between wow. the, the sales professional and the sales engineer, and and in fact, we would have teams of one inside sales, you know, inside our BDR, one sales, you know, account manager, and then one sales engineer. I've had others where maybe you had twenty sales reps supported by five sales engineers. Um, for what it's worth. And just in the past year alone, I've worked with organizations that have five, 20, 60, and 100 sales engineers. Wow. So it, it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing how broad that can be. Um, in terms of the, the second question is, is the sales skills that sales engineer leaders should develop? I, and, and of course, I'm biased because I, I wrote a book <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, I have a workshop, right, that kind of focuses on these skills. But, but by and large, and most of, the, most of the sales engineer leaders that I speak with agree, it's the soft skills. Those are the ones that mm-hmm. tend to, to, you know, come, you know, not as, as naturally to some. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, 
it's the soft skills is not only in dealing with customers, it's soft skills in dealing with their sales counterparts and effectively engaging and quote negotiating at times and being both, you know, a, a good sounding bar sounding board and, and strategic partner in the context of a sale. And that in, in some cases is as hard as effectively engaging with customers. That makes yeah. sense. Do you, um, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say, well, the, the nice transition into that, we got just a few minutes left, Chris, is you've got these online courses at demodoctor.com. And so in terms of development, who can take those and what are they? Yes, I'm, I'm glad you asked, of course. Um, they are designed for certainly sales engineers that would like to, um, you know, frankly, just improve their, their craft, up their game. Um, they're also designed for anybody who's not a sales engineer, but might consider getting into sales engineering. I've seen a, a real um, strong movement in the past couple of years and, and, and a growing awareness for the role. And, and in fact, I've said this for years, I believe that it's the most underserved role in sales enablement, in, in sales training. Um, I also have a number of teams who are now, particularly now, and you know, we're we're sort of you know in in a very strange new world right now with with things going on around us. Um, I've had a number of teams reaching out to me, a number of leaders reaching out to me, saying, you know, can I you know get all my team engaged in the online training, um, you know, and and do kind of some some remote workshops to to go with it. So um, so again, to answer your question, it's you know either people, sales engineers that just, you know, feel like they need to grow within their, you know, within their role, within their profession and people that are, that are considering the move. What are some of the things that sales managers do that get in the way of the effectiveness of a sales engineer? Ah, that's an, and, and when you say sales manager, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing the sales manager, not necessarily the sales engineer. That's manager. right. Yeah. Um, I, to, to, to be frank, Lee, I think, I think one of them is, is, they, is they downplay in some cases their importance and, and they underestimate how important they are to the sales process at times. Um, number one, I think another mistake that they make is they think of them as sort of interchangeable sort of assets, right? I can, well, if I don't have this person, I could just kind of put another person in there. Um, and then I think the third end is that they don't recognize the importance that that or the importance of sales skills for sales engineers and by the way i've heard most sales many sales leaders say well we had the sales engineers go through our you know our sales training whether it's sandler or what have you but here's the problem most of the sales engineers that sit through sales training or many it doesn't register for them because many of them don't think of themselves as sales people right so so a lot of times they'll sit through the sales training not realizing that it's actually, you know, supposed to be for them as well. And so if they don't use they, it, they'll, whatever they've remembered or whatever they picked up on, they're going to quickly forget. Indeed. Indeed. Well, the website is demodoctor.com. Chris's Twitter is Christopher B as in boy white, um, white spelled like the color. And uh, this is great stuff. Fascinating stuff, Chris. We appreciate you joining us today. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.